0: The following is rated R. It contains violence, adult language, nudity, and adult content. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. It's 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday, March 27, 2022. And thank you for joining us again for the Walking Dead Online Viewing Party right here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm host Casey Shapiro, and special thanks to our host and sponsor, NDB Media. Tonight's show, as always, contains spoilers up through the last episode and possible content from any current AMC official promo materials. Typically, we start our show about a half hour before the new episode airs live each week, and we'll have recap from the previous episode and discussion of what is to come tonight. At 9 p.m., we'll go dark or mute. We'll watch the new episode together, and then at the commercial break, We'll rate the episode from 1 to 10, as well as give commentary. And we'll also give our listeners trivia on the show, as well as the cast and crew, including bios, birthdays, and more. I'm typing in something real quick. Pardon me. Okay. Our show is spoiler and comic free, so please don't discuss any spoilers or stuff from the comics in the chat room or on the air. We prefer our discussions, reactions, and comments to be just about what we know from the show that's presented. I am going to step in real quick and give some welcome applause and thank you to Joan for joining us tonight. As always, very good to see you here, and your help and support is always appreciated. All right, so... Welcome to the final season of The Walking Dead Classic. Tonight is episode 14 in the second third of season 11. So we're almost done with the second third of the final season. Followed by The Talking Dead around 10 p.m. Immediately following the new episode. Um, Joan, if you are willing to find out when Talking Dead comes on, when tonight's episode will end, it is always appreciated if you're able to do that for us. There are two episodes left after tonight before the second, third of season 11 wraps up. The second mid-season finale is April 10th. No word on when part three picks back up. That will obviously begin with episode 17. Second, Fear the Walking Dead, season seven, episode nine, mid-season premiere, will return immediately following Walking Dead mid-season finale. So Season 11, Episode 16 on 410, and then Fear, mid-season premiere, will be the following Sunday, April 17th. I'm going to skip the rest for now. Mostly I have notes about Walking Dead World Beyond Has Ended, the fourth series of Carol and Daryl that we have no idea what's going on, Um, Tales of the Walking Dead, which should be underway in a few weeks, Uh, Dead in the Water should be available soon and Maggie and Negan in New York, Isle of the Dead. But I'm not going to go into the giant explanations of them at this time. All right, so call in to speak with the host if you would like, 914-338-0314. You're welcome to call anytime tonight, but we especially encourage you to call between now and 9 p.m. And you're still welcome to call in during the live show, but you'll be screened and muted until the commercial break where we can chat freely on the air. If the phones are not your thing, feel free to join us in our live chat room where you'll be able to listen to the show real-time as well as download the episode after the fact, and we post the link for that on our Facebook page, usually my social media, and so forth. If you're unable to join us in real-time this evening, you can still go back to each episode link later and download the broadcast as an MP3 podcast for later listening. Click on the cloud-shaped white icon at the top right of the page And you can also download this and prior episodes on iTunes and newly on Spotify. Tonight's Walking Dead episode is entitled The Rotten Core. Official AMC synopsis is Maggie, Lydia, and Elijah help Aaron and Gabriel on a rescue mission. In the chaos, Negan finds himself watching over Herschel. Sebastian coerces Daryl and Rosita into pulling a heist. And as we often do for you guys, we have additional synopses. Tonight I have three, which is a little more stuff than I typically do, but that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. So I'm pulling that up right this minute. These synopses are, I have two of them from Bleeding Cool, and the last one is from Undead Walking. And both of these are sites that we have frequently used for information and additional. Synopsis data. All righty. So first one up, Ray Fluke of Bleeding Cool, The Walking Dead Season 11 Episode 14 Images is Negan's Day of Reckoning in hand. And he says, by the time the credits rolled on this past weekend's episode of AMC's Walking Dead Season 11, check out our review here, uh, things weren't exactly looking too promising for the newly reunited Aaron, Gabriel, Maggie, Lydia, Elijah, and the now-returned Negan. The outreach was a ruse by Hornsby to take out a troublesome community while it appears someone is playing all of the communities against each other. Which brings us to the following preview images for the Rotten Core, as our heroes look to put a stop to Toby's scorched-earth slaughter, made more complicated by what looks to be a stowaway in the form of Maggie's son, Herschel. Are you thinking what we're thinking? Yeah, we can't shake this feeling that Negan's day of reckoning at hand. Here's a look at the preview images for this weekend's episode. There's a bunch of pictures. I've included several of them in the carousel on the chat room page. And then we'll have an episode overview. Following that, we have an overview for the long-running series finale or mid-season finale set for April. So there's a bunch of pictures. Let me scroll down and see what the talking part says. I have included several of these pictures for you. Um, So they gave the synopsis, which I already mentioned to you guys. They have writers and directors, which I'll get to in a hot second. And that's pretty much it for that. Let me go to the second article. And give me just a hot second to pull it up. This one is also from Bleeding Cool. And I imagine it's going to be from Ray Fluke as well, because he seems to be their pet Walking Dead guy. Uh, Yep, Uh, this was on the 24th, Walking Dead Season 11 Episode 14 promo, Remaking the World Gets Bloody. And I'm going to double-check the chat room real quick, see if there's anything. Joan has made a couple comments. Our computer is being a butthead and locking up. She's going to log back in to see if that helps. And, yeah, it does seem to work. And, yes, I did ask Joan, and you may have been gone when I was asking, but Talking Dead is on tonight at 10.03. So it looks like we're going to be pretty prompt about wrapping up tonight, right before the top of the hour, and then going to Talking Dead. Okay, so I'm just in the middle of reading a second extended synopsis article for you guys. Um, The other one was by Ray Fluke and didn't tell us anything extremely major. Um, With only three days to go until the next episode of AMC's Walking Dead, finds things looking far from promising for the... You know, he rewords his own stuff. Um, This is a different title, but he's saying the same damn thing. I'm going to scroll down and see if he says anything different. If not, I'm just going to move on to the third one. So apologies for that. I don't heavily read the text. I really just skim the first few sentences to make sure we don't have a spoiler review because there's become a trend where a lot of reviewers have AMC Plus and are watching this a week ahead. So they run their mouth and spoil stuff during the week. Not too happy about that part. All right. So, the last one is uh, from UndeadWalking.com. It's from Fan one of our original sources, and one of the writers that we've been using for a long time, Renee Hansen. So she's breaking down this week's The Walking Dead news. This was written March 25th from UndeadWalking.com. It's the final weekend of March, and we have your Walking Dead Universe news for this week. AMC will air the next episode on Sunday. We know that. I'm skipping some stuff. Writers and directors, which I'm going to tell you. Um, in, this Sebastian, in this episode, Sebastian pulls Daryl and Rosita into one of his schemes. Negan winds up caring for Herschel, and Maggie, Lydia, and Elijah assist Aaron and Gabriel on a rescue mission. Um, filming started again for the final episode of The Walking Dead ever. Things came to a halt. You guys may remember hearing about this when actor Norman Reedus was injured on set. Reports have stated he's healed and back to work. Yes, it was not show-stopping, life-threatening, but it was somewhat serious, but it's been dealt with, and now he's back. Many Walking Dead Universe actors attended the pandemic tour this past weekend, and they have some photos from the event. There's a separate link for all that, but I didn't download any of those. Um, by the way, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is featured in Geo's journal, April edition. I don't know what that is. TWDU- I guess Walking Dead Universe, actors Jason Warner-Smith and Garrett Dillahunt star in a new film, Where the Crawdads Sing, which will be released in July, and they have a trailer. Andrew J. West, who portrayed Gareth on Walking Dead, stars in a new movie, So Cold the River. And Adam Carlson has an unspoilery review, and there's a link for that. Um, Talking Dead returns this week um i will tell you who's on it when we get to that part it's been announced um joan you don't have to worry about it i do have the names if you want to bring them up you can greg nicotero is featured in a new book masters of makeup effects a century of practical magic and ryan Hurst, who played beta uh will be at horror hound this weekend in cincinnati ohio and sadly i think if you're hearing this the weekend's almost over i think you're talking about the weekend that's happening now. But if I'm wrong, then next weekend, go to Cincinnati and say hi to him. Okay. So it's 842. Let me go to the next section. Writers and directors profiles. Okay. Tonight's episode, as last week, was written by Jim Barnes and Eric Mountain together. And different director this week. The director is Marcus Stokes, and he's a first timer. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to reread you Jim and Eric's Profiles, just to remind you, Um, so Jim Barnes first. There's nothing currently personal available on Barnes as far as biographical information goes. Barnes is not to be confused with another writer of a similar name, Welsh Choctaw writer Jim Weaver McCown Barnes, who was born in Oklahoma in 1933. I'm not even sure. I haven't checked lately to see if the other Barnes is still living. Barnes' current Twitter bio says he's a writer, fighter, Jedi Knight co-executive producer on The Walking Dead, and currently lives in L.A. Barnes has five other writers' credits in IMDb before this. He's been a writer for Nikita, Revolution, Gotham in 2015, and Timeless in 2016. And he was also executive story editor for Falling Skies in 2015. Barnes has three producers' credits, co-producer for Gotham, 2015, producer and supervising producer for Timeless, 2016-18. Barnes has been a co-executive producer for 35 episodes of The Walking Dead since Season 10, Episode 1. Um, that actually may be 36 if we include tonight, and I bet we do. So I'm going to say that. Uh, Barnes has written seven episodes of the Walking Dead before tonight's episode, starting with Season 10, Episode 3, Ghosts, up until last week's Episode 13, Warlords. Tonight, this is is eighth. He has been on Talking Dead three times. 2019, After Ghosts, 2020, After Season 9, Episode 10. I I forgot to get the title again. Sorry. Um, Joan, if you want to look it up, what was uh, Walking Dead Classic, Season 9, Episode 10? If you don't mind getting the title for me, I'd like to put that in there so that I have it. And 2021, After Season 9, Episode 25, one more. Eric Mountain's bio. There's also very little biographical information on anybody tonight. They're all little secret people. So uh, his Twitter bio says he's a dad and TV writer, *The walking dead, person of interest, taken, lethal weapon, and Rome. His LinkedIn has him currently based in Redondo Beach and holder of a BA in communications and screenwriting from Loyola Marymount in L.A., graduating cum laude in 95. I'm going to check over and see if Joan has stuff to add. Not quite yet, but I know that she will because she's really good at those things. All right, let's go back to Eric's bio. Doo, doo, doo. A WB television workshop questionnaire asked him, where are you from and what inspired you to become a television writer? And he answered, I grew up in Rancho Palo Verde, just outside of Los Angeles. I'd say the show inspired me early on was picket fences. The characters were quirky, the dialogue was sharp, and the stories were frequently edgy and dark. I think it was also the first time I actually paid attention to the writing of a show, as I always loved Judge Bone's summation." Mountain has five crew credits, starting with being a P.A. on Dharma and Greg in 97. Um, So he has a connection to um, Jenna Elfman, who plays June. And then three gigs after that is Brad Cravoy's assistant and Rome in 2005. Edgar Allan Poe Awards 2016 nominee for Best Episode in the uh, TV Series, Person of Interest 2011. He shared this nomination with Melissa Scrivener Love, who was the writer, uh, for the episode Terra Incognita. <clears throat> he has four producer's credits, Person Adventures 2013, Lethal Weapon TV series 2016, Taken 2018, and co-producer, co-executive producer for Walking Dead, starting from season 10, episode 17, Home Sweet Home, up to now, which is Not 18 episodes, but now going to be 19, so I need to update that, and I've done it. He has five writer's credits, including Walking Dead, starting with Chase and Person of Interest. Tonight is his fourth writing credit for Walking Dead. The first one was season 10, episode 19, one more. And um, Joan, I don't know if you caught my question, but I was wondering if you might be able to look up for me the title of season 9, episode 10 of Walking Dead Classic. It was one of the episodes Jim Barnes did. Um, He was on Talking Dead after that was over, and I just wanted to repeat the title of it, if that is possible, if you're still with us. Um, If not, I may look it up myself in a second. Um, Actually, let me go ahead and throw that in. Okay, so Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 10. What were you... Uh, Okay, and that one was Omega. All right, so I'm going to make sure that I get that into my notes so that I have that for the future in case Jim does some more work and we want to talk about him. Okay, now Marcus Stokes, who is a newcomer. Marcus Stokes is a director and producer known for Criminal Minds, Life in Pieces, and The Signal. He holds a master's degree in architectural design from the University of California. He first worked a computer graphics, uh, as a computer graphics artist at George Lucas's Industrial Light and Magic and began his directorial career working as a commercial director. His first IMDb work was in 98 in visual effects in which he had several subsequent and often uncredited positions, including in such projects as Star Wars 1 and 2, Wild Wild West, The Matrix Reloaded, Star Trek Into Darkness, where he was uncredited. He was credited in Spider-Man 2, iRobot, Serenity, the TV show Smallville, and many other projects up until 2016. He held various producer positions since 2004, where he started as segment producer for the NAACP awards two years in a row, plus additional shorts and other projects. He has been directing since 2005, and has worked on projects such as Arrow, Supergirl, Criminal Minds, Roswell, the Flash 2019 version, a Magnum P.I. reboot airing later this year in 2022, and is currently in post-production with psychological thriller State of Consciousness. Directing tonight's episode is Stokes' first work in The Walking Dead universe. Let's give them some applause and thank you for that. and just giving some empathy noises for Joan. She did hear my question, but her computer is still being barfy. Computer, you need to stop that. We have a show to do, so behave yourself. All right, it is 8.50, so we've got time probably for trivia and just a bit more after that. Tonight's episode, episode 14, is the 167th episode of Walking Dead ever. First appearance of the character Vickers, who is a Commonwealth colonel played by Monique Grant, so apparently... Colonel Vickers is 880, and that's fine. Good for her. First appearance of Alvis A-L-V-E-S. That's a last name. We don't know their first name. Commonwealth soldier played by J.R. Aducci, A-D-D-U-C-I. First appearance of the character Castle. um, That is their last name. It's male and is played by an unnamed actor. And I will tell you something. Um, while we're naming people, I'm going to censor this extremely heavily because if I do not, it's going to be a major spoiler. But I have strong reason to believe that we will see another character of interest return tonight, um, probably not on screen that long, but it, and it won't be Negan, somebody that hasn't been on. And I don't think that has anything to do with Castle. I think Castle's a completely separate person. But I do think they are a plot device, which is why the actor hasn't been named. It's possible the actor is well-known. We, you know, we've had things like that go on before. where are fairly well-known actors. You know, either like, you know, last week, played somebody for one episode or sometimes played without being credited because of contractual obligations. Anyway, um, it is also the first appearance tonight of the character April who's played by Wynne Everett, W-Y-N-N Everett. This is the 13th episode. to share the same title as a comic series volume. And remember, just because they share the title doesn't mean they run things exactly in the plot from that particular comic. Um, So the other ones are Days Gone By, Made to Suffer, This Sorrowful Life, Too Far Gone, No Way Out, A New Beginning, What Comes After, The Calm Before, Lines we cross, what we become, a certain doom, and here's Negan. The original plot summary for the episode was as follows. Inside the riverbed apartment complex, Maggie comes face to face with a stranger who both frustrates and challenges her resolve, at times sending her mind reeling. And the odd thing is that they actually indicate who the stranger is. It's a major character that she ran into last week. All right, will this world ever allow her the peace and justice she's so determined to find? Meanwhile, Daryl and Rosita are redirected during their routine patrol. As more and more tragedies unfold, more and more truths come to light. What lengths will people go to to get what they believe is rightfully theirs? And what lengths are others willing to go to to try and stop them? All righty. 853, let's continue. And co-stars tonight. Michael Spiller as Herschel Ree who's going to be prominently featured uh, Courtney Diaz as Kayla who is Sebastian's girlfriend although I think she may be his ex very soon we'll see I hope so because he's a putt uh, Michael Hansen as Jake Daniels you know what I have to I have to stop and do this it's a moral imperative that anytime there is a child or youth not quite adult who acts up on the show we know the thing we have to play Look for at them. The flowers. Yes, look at the flowers and eat cookies and go away. All right, Michael Hansen is Jake Daniels, who's a soldier. Um, I'm going to start pronouncing this Brian, and I don't know what's up with the spelling. Um, Joan, if I can impose on you again to look something up, if your computer will let me. Um, The character Green, who is a soldier, is played by a guy named... B R A I A N Rivera Jimenez. And I am wondering if that's actually how his name is spelled and if it's still pronounced Brian or not. And if you can find out more about that maybe on IMDb or something, I would appreciate it because I would really like to say people's names properly and do this politely. And sometimes I just don't have enough data to know. All right. Henry Bazemore Junior as Sergeant Crow. Um Camry Rose Brault as Shipment Trooper, Monique Grant as Colonel Vickers, and J.R. Aduchi as Alves. Uncredited characters, Jason Fernandez plays Levitz, Unknown as Castle, Dalton Baxter as a Commonwealth soldier, Dean Grimes as a Riverbend resident, River resident, and Kent DeMond as a Riverbed resident. righty, 855. Let's go ahead and keep going. All right, last episode trivia, episode 13, was the 166th episode of Walking Dead ever. First and last appearance of Jesse, played by Connor Hammond. He was a member of the Commonwealth. First appearance of Toby Carlson, played by Jason Butler-Harner, member of the Commonwealth. He was also slated to be in tonight's episode and next week's episode. First appearance of Sergeant Crow, played by Henry Bazemore Jr., Commonwealth Army, slated for episode 14 tonight. First appearance of Hart, H-A-R-T, which is the last name, played by Janique Hendricks, resident of Riverbend. Trivia. Tamara Austin, who portrayed Nora in Alexandria in seasons 9 and 10, is good friends with Janique and helped her get her role in season 11. First and last appearance of Ian, played by Michael Bain in Riverbend. He was the leader. First appearance, Annie, played by Medina Senghor, S-E-N-G-H-O-R-E. If anybody has pronunciation corrections, please let me know. Resident of Riverbend and appears to be Negan's new girlfriend, from what we can tell. First and last appearance of Hodges, actor's unknown uh, Commonwealth soldier who was killed. First and last appearance of Hart, Janique Hendricks at Riverbend. Uh, First and last appearance of Billy Johnson, who is a corpse that was a skull on the shelf, was pointed out that Ian shot him. Uh, This episode marks the return of Negan, who left to be on his own in no other way. It also marks the return of Marco, played by Gustavo Gomez, of Hilltop, who hasn't been seen on the show since A Certain Doom, and he drove the car play music in Season 10 to lure the walkers away. There was two of them, and the one guy got eaten it looked like he got away, but then he sort of just was gone. And now he's back. This episode marks Cassidy McClinty's 25th appearance on this TV series last week. The original plot summary for that episode was as follows. Months have passed and many of our heroes have settled into the concept and routine of the Commonwealth, rediscovering who they were prior to the apocalypse and envisioning who they want to be now. But life at Hilltop during this time has been stark in comparison. As food becomes harder to find and the daily grind continues to wear on them, some question if the Commonwealth might be the better option. Then one cryptic message starts a deadly chain of events into motion. The title of the episode, Warlords, refers to Toby calling Ian a warlord throughout the episode, as well as Toby himself acting like one. Aaron mentions that the rebuilding of Alexandria is continuing with the Commonwealth pouring even more resources into the effort. We actually don't know if that's true. Gabriel has regained his faith in God since joining the Commonwealth. Something else we don't know is true. He's preaching. And he seems to be believing now and not so angry. But we'll see. This episode marks the first time that a Commonwealth resident dies on screen, as well as a Commonwealth soldier. Um... It's 8.58. Let's go through co-stars, and then we may have to stop. Co-stars last week were Kean Michael Spiller as Herschel Reed, Gustavo Gomez as Marco, Michael Hansen as Jake Daniels, Brian Rivera Jimenez as Green, Henry Bazemore Jr. as Sergeant Crow, Janique Hendricks as Hart, and Camry Rose Brault as Shipment Trooper. Um, uncredited is very long, so I'll go ahead and pause here. And then we will see you guys at the first commercial break. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you soon. Okay, guys, it's nine oh three, and we're already at the first commercial break. And Joan and I are in agreement that that opening deserves a five five. It's a little bit above average, not too bad. Um. She also has done some checking for me on the one actor. His first name is correctly spelled B-R-A-I-A-N, but we are having a little trouble finding pronunciation. Now, according to howtopronounce.com, it says the name should sound like Brian, but she's not so sure that's how he pronounces it. I'm not so sure either. I am really wondering if it's Brian with an alternate spelling and it's not a name I've seen before, so I don't know if – I mean, these websites that how to pronounce and stuff like that, they just go by the spelling. They don't actually know how the person pronounces it, and that's the only problem with those. Anyway, having said that, let me continue with uncredited actors since uh, for last week's episode. Uh, unknown as Kim, the ex-warden in Alexandria. Unknown as Carrie in Commonwealth at the Ball. Kenny M. Lee as Hilltop resident since Season 7. In Season 6, Kenny portrayed a wolf who was fatally wounded, who fatally wounded Holly in the episode JSS just before being shot and killed by Rosita. Since Season 7, Kenny has been portraying a second character, a resident of Hilltop. Nelson Padilla is also a Hilltop resident character. Um, Mario Williams is an Alexandria resident, and John Gettier is an Alexandria resident. Oceanside residents, Ember Brown and Jenny Brown. Riverbend Warriors, Adam Bressler, Casey Shirley, Diego Ward, Justin Chavers, Nicole Smith, Tamasha Bolden, and Yves B. Claude are Riverbend Warriors. Riverbend residents are Christopher Jameson, Dean Grimes, Jasmine Coffin, and Ken DeMont. Deaths um, were Jesse shot in the back by a Commonwealth soldier and bled out when he was alive, put down by Lydia, Elijah, or Marco before reanimation off screen. And we are back. I'll read you the rest at break number two. Okay, guys, I am back, but I'm having a little technical problem from a guest we just had in the chat that I think was a scammer, and I'm having trouble getting his stuff off my screen to talk to you. All right. I don't know how to get to my chat room this is pretty obnoxious Um, I tell you what I'm gonna refresh the chat and see if that fixes it I will be right back and I apologize okay the internet friend who is a scammer, is gone. I'm pretty sure that Alt-F4 does not do what he said, and I'm pretty sure that the entire thing was bullcrap from him to start stuff. So anyhow, let's talk about nice things that we want to talk about. Let's start with scoring the last segment. I'm actually willing to go to six for this, just for plot advancement mostly. Um, and the fact that I kind of like that Maggie deferred to oh god I'm blanking her name Annie I liked that so anyway let's go back to my notes and see what else we can finish before we get to the end okay deaths from last week Jesse I explained shipment trooper was zombified Billy Johnson Hart off screen Ian Hodges off screen 19 unnamed raiders murderers rapists and cannibals Five unnamed Commonwealth soldiers, two alive, one off-screen, two zombified. Thirteen unnamed Riverbend residents, four alive, nine off-screen. And no errors and bloopers were listed. All right, let's see if we are back yet. We're not, but we probably will be soon. Let's squeeze in birthdays real quick. Rick who who is Jiro, Save Savior Lieutenant, March 27th, New York City. Scott Gimple, showrunner, March 29th, Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. Scott Wilson, Herschel, the late and great, uh, March 29th from Atlanta, Jose Pablo Cantillo, who was Cesar Martinez in Woodbury, March 30th, Marshfield, Wisconsin, and April birthday, LaToya Morgan, who is director of Walking Dead Season 9, Episode 12, Season 11, Episode 5, and consulting producer for Walking Dead for Season 11, April 2nd, and she is from L.A. So happy birthday to them, and we are still in commercials. Let's give some... Happy birthday applause real quick. I need to pull the sounds back up because I refreshed my page. Here we go. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday you. Yeah. All right. Spider-Man, Venom. And what else is going on? Morbius. Okay, that comes out Thursday, and now we're back. See you guys at break number three. Okay, guys, we are at break number three, and I'm actually going to go to 625 after that just because... Things got super interesting because now Herschel is alone with Negan. And we know that part of the plot tonight is Negan watching him. And, you know, this is the guy who killed his dad. So this is about to get super sticky as far as I know. Uh, Anyhow, let's see if Joan has anything to do ju- I was not hearing from her last time, and I don't know if her computer is still acting up. And that's the problem. Not really sure. Uh, Joan, if you're there, I would love for you to weigh in. In the meantime, let me go back to my notes and keep talking about stuff. All right, testing. All right, let's see. It is 924. Um, We did cast birthdays and now featured music. Nothing was identified from last week from episode 12. No, pardon me, 13. Excuse me for that. Sometimes I don't always update things, all right, on account of four characters, Heathrick and Georgie and Winnie um, talking dead tonight, okay, Teo Rap Olson, who plays Sebastian, will be with them, and showrunner extraordinaire Angela Kang, plus fan and a e w superstar. I am Jericho Chris Jericho. It's some wrestling thing that I don't know anything about, but he's a big dude in it, okay. So, let's give some applause for that. All righty. And let's go ahead with our notes. I have discussion links, but I don't think we need to go to that yet. Let's finish up the other parts. Okay, so the rest of Season 11, we only have up to Episode 16. We don't have any info on the episodes last eight uh, for the third chunk of Season 11. So... The next two are episode 168-15, that's called Trust. We do have the writer and director, it's Kevin Diebold, as the writer, and Lily Marier. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it right, it's M-A-R-I-Y-E. That will air on the 3rd, and then 169-16 is God. Writer and director have not been announced, that will be April 10th, and then we will switch the following weekend to Fear for 8 episodes. All right, other upcoming shows in NDB Media include Monday Night in America with Roger Noriega, Mondays 10 p.m., so that will be tomorrow night. Roger Dean Noriega brings you his unique take on politics, current events, entertainment, sci-fi, and history, currently hosted on StreamYard. You can get more information and the link on the NDB Media page on Facebook. Fandom Access we can Review, Tuesdays 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Join the TV tantrum of Jamie, Karen, and AJ as they digest another night of television. The Rock and Roll Shrink radio show will be this Wednesday, the 30th at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Join me and Atlanta psychologist Dr. Stephen Mathis, PsyD, a.k.a. the Rock and Roll Shrink, as we discuss matters of mental health and mental health. Topic is TBA. Travelage Radio is the 31st, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. San Antonio is a special place from the Alamo to Riverwalk and beyond. Hear all about the Texas treasure and the surrounding hill country when Travel Itch Radio presents D Potete, P-O-T-E-E-T-E, apologies if it's wrong, Uh, a visit San Antonio. Dan Schlossberg and Mary Ellen Nugent Lee will present the 451st episode of the award-winning show, and we have a promo for fear, so we will be back in a hot minute. Um, which is fine because I have finished that segment and now I can pull up an article or two if we want to talk about those. All right, I will see you guys at break number four. Talk to you soon. Okay, guys, Joan's still having technical difficulties, um, but we it's 9.37, I was at 625. I'm willing to go to six I'm starting to get to where I'm going to plateau out, though. Um, and hopefully Joan can get herself straightened out. I really hope. Anyhow, um, I have pulled up some discussion links that I keep on hand if I end up finishing all my notes. So this one I had read to you guys before, and I just did not get to finish it. So I'm going to see if I can find where I left off on the page. So give me just a hot second to do a search. I copy, pardon my hiccups, I'm so sorry. I copied the text from where I stopped. There we go. Okay, I've got it. All right, so this is an article about fan theories. Like this is not official announcements or anything like that. These are theories about, Connections, but possibly between Michonne and the Portland people from world beyond. So um, we left off at the following sentence. Michonne joining the Portland survivors could serve as setup for her role in Rick Grimes' movies. When she left the show, she knew Rick was in a New Jersey shipyard at one point. I don't remember that being a thing. I don't know how he knew that. Um, But that was never going to be enough for her to track him down. What Michonne really needs is a way to get intel on the CRM, which he still knows nothing about. It's for this reason that it would make perfect sense for the Walking Dead franchise to connect Michonne's new group to the CRM story. If there is a connection, that could create a pathway for her to make an appearance in Rick Grimes' movies. This could very well be where Portland comes into the picture. If the caravan had previous ties to the CRM and were nearly killed by them, they could give her some much-needed answers about Rick's captors. (coughs) Through them, she could develop a proper understanding of CRM's methods and operations. Um, I guess this is another theory. They were in the middle of naming some, and we're still in commercials, so let's keep going. Michonne and World Beyond's heroes can join Rick Grimes' movies together. Michonne could be with Portland, but what about Iris, Elton, and all the others? It's not clear where they would have gone after getting to Portland. If the Portland survivors really did travel as far as Michonne's location and what we've become... It stands to reason that they would remain together, or at least until they made it to the base, where Hope and the scientists are holed up. If so, that could open the door for a big crossover where Michonne meets World Beyond's core characters and share some screen screen time with them. We are still for the moment in commercials, so let's keep going. For the Walkie Dead franchise, this could be an important development for two reasons. Since World Beyond is over, its characters have an uncertain future in its universe, but putting them in the movies would allow for their storylines to be continued. And just checking to see if we're going back yet. We are not back yet. Let's keep going. Alrighty. Also going in this direction would give the movies an easy way to bring multiple characters into the story at once. Everyone in the caravan, the Walking Dead's World Beyond characters, the Portland survivors, and Michonne could have good reasons for waging war against the CRM. If they take them on, Rick could be freed from the grasp and the franchise's biggest villains could finally fall. All right. So there's that. And then that article is no longer necessary. So I'm going to remove it. And there's trailers, but they look like the sorts of trailers that happen right before we go back. So I'm going to pull up one more article, but I'm not sure how much further we'll go. So we'll see how all that works out we'll pull up one more link paste and go all right oh we're still in a cheese it commercial okay so this was actually a tweet from alex Zalben, z-a-l-b-e-n managing editor of decider formerly tv guide mtv news etc buy my books blah 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 sure i'll be on your podcast see hip. And he says, more Tales of the Walking Dead casting news. Okay. I have talked about this a little bit. Joining the anthology series and to be announced roles are Olivia Munn, Danny Ramirez, Lone Chabanol, C-H-A-B-A-N-O-L, Mbeth Davids, D-A-V-I-D-T-Z, and Jesse Usher. And now we are back. I'll see you guys at break number five. Okay, guys, it's 9.49, and we are back at break number five. Uh, Joan, I have been up to 6.5, and I'm actually willing to go to 6.75 for this past segment. I know she's violently trying to get this to work, so I miss her commentary, but I'm glad you're still with us, and I hope you can hear what's going on, even if you're not able to interact. Um, I did read the Twitter that I just had with casting from... Tales of the Walking Dead, extra people. Um, Let me... I'm trying to get rid of that link so I can go on to the next one. Fine, we'll do it the hard way and just delete everything. Okay, delete, 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 up to three. Okay. Want to live on the set of Walking Dead, homes from Alexandria? Hit the market soon, WSB TV Channel 2 in Atlanta. So let me pull that up and give you guys... So you guys remember Alexandria was filmed at an Atlanta neighborhood that eventually, when it was not used to The Walking Dead anymore, was actually real houses that people were going to buy and live in, or may have bought and didn't finish. I don't know how it worked, but let's see if this article tells us any more. Okay, so I just read you the title. This was from February 17th, but I hung on to it because it looked fun. Justin Wilfon, WSB-TV, Atlanta, Sonoya, Georgia. It's the end of an era for a small Georgia town. Next month, and that would be March, so this is going on as we speak. The popular show, Walking Dead, will wrap filming of its final season in the town of Sonoya. Quote, I'm okay with that because it will be something I have called residual tourism, said Sally Toole, T-O-O-L-E, who leads tours of The Walking Dead sets. Over the years, Walking Dead helped keep the economy of Sonoya very much alive, with tourists from around the world coming to see the sets. Even after the show ends, the town's mayor believes they'll keep coming. Quote, the tourism part of that, that may slow down a little bit, but I believe we're still going to have a lot of the residual effects from that, said to Noye Mayor Dub Perman, D-U-B-P-E-A-R-M-A-N. He says he's not sure the exact amount of money the tourists and the film crews bring to his town, but he does know it's substantial. Quote, the dollars, the economic multipliers... They bring in, as far as the crews, come and eat at our restaurants, said Pearman, so it's been an economic injector for the community. He also believes filming will continue on other productions at the studio just outside of town, but it will always be the zombies of The Walking Dead that puts this town on the map. Quote, they become neighbors to us, says Pearman. We hope that Sonoya has been a gracious host to them. After filming wraps, ten homes, built-as sets for the show will be put up for sale. The developer of the neighborhood said the homes will give fans of the show a special opportunity. If you want to live in Norman's house or Daryl or Rick's house, said developer Scott, I can't pronounce this, T-I-G-C-H-E-L-A-A-R, Tischler? I, I don't even know, Scott. I'm trying. <laughs> Quote, they all lived in some of these houses at some point in the show, so take your pick. He said the homes should be on the market by early summer with prices starting in the seven hundred thousands. Remember, the real estate market right now is absolutely batshit. So that's not in the article. That's for me. More information, they have a link to ginproperty.com if any of you guys want to buy a house from the show. All right. So there is that. That's kind of fun. I wouldn't necessarily mind having a piece of property that was in a movie. So let's see. Oh, we're still in commercials. But it is 9.53, so this is probably the last break. I'm going to pull up something just in case, but I think that we're going to be on time because Talking Dead is going to be right afterwards at 10.03. So I have another one up. If we don't get to it, I'll just read it next time. This one is from Sci-Fi Wire. The Walking Dead showrunner on Finding Parallel Universe series finale, how it compares to the comics. We're not going to read that part about how it compares to the comics. All right, let me see how Joan is doing. I know it's been very depressing. She's left again to try to reboot. This has got to be so hard. I really feel a little bit bad for her. And, you know, maybe hopefully she can do as a lot of you are able to do and go to the link later on and listen to the show's MP3 broadcast. You can even do that and, like, line it up with the TV show and then pause it when the commercials come on. All right, we're back. Final segment. See you guys in a few minutes. Okay, I am ending on a seven. I have no idea uh, what Joan is voting, but I'm happy she's still hanging in there. I do have one beef. How is American money even worth anything now? Because it's been fiat currency for decades. In other words, it's not backed by anything. It's just pieces of paper. So how do people make that worth something? It, it isn't actually backed by anything at all. And those bags of money, I kind of hope they have bombs in them somehow, and that's why Mercer didn't want to get searched. Also, the very, very, very end, since you're listening to this, it's okay to have spoilers for this episode. At the very, very end, guess who actually stole the guns two weeks prior? It was Leah. And there's a shot of her at the very end of the episode. Not going to say anymore. That was the secret I was holding in for this evening's episode. Anyway, going to wrap this up, let you guys go. Go watch some Talking Dead. And thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight, and also those of you who might be joining us later via podcast, iTunes, or the Blog Talk Radio website, or Spotify now. Special thanks to our host, NDB Media. We hope you will join us next weekend for another live watch party on this same network. Please watch our Facebook page for next week's show times and episode links. See you all next time Thank you for joining us as every week And good night